0: Talk to my friend, Drew Allen. And I'll Allen. tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. A diehard conservative. I look into this guy for wisdom. Biden now wants $33 billion in additional funding to support Ukraine through September. Where does that number come from, anyway? $33 billion. You know, we already sent 13.6 billion dollars. I got an idea. I got an idea. Screw the 33 billion that he wants to to get passed and send over to Ukraine. Our taxpayer dollars again. Why doesn't Biden just ask the Taliban to ship the seven billion dollars in equipment he left them over to he he left them over in uh in ta- in uh Afghanistan over to Ukraine? Why doesn't Biden? That's my proposal. Screw the 33 billion. Hey Joe, you're so great with diplomacy. You're such a genius. You're such a brilliant person. You're bringing back, uh, you know, respect to the United States of America. Everyone wants to sit at the table with Joe Biden, right? So Joe, why don't you make a call to whoever's running the Taliban there in Afghanistan, and you tell them, hey, this is Joe. I want you shipping the $7 billion in equipment that I left you, gifted you. Send that over to Ukraine. That's what I'd say. This is Drew Allen. Welcome back, or for the first time, to the Drew Allen Show. I am uh, America's Minister of Truth here. I'm America's Minister of Truth. Uh, A response to this administration of liars and lies. I'll get to the story in a minute. The uh, Department of Homeland Security, their Biden administration, setting up its, uh, its ministry of lies. But anyway, I'm the Minister of Truth, fighting back. I mean, this is amazing, is it not? $33 $33 billion now in addition to the $13.6 billion we already sent. He wants to send that over to Ukraine to help them out. And, you know, I mean, it, it is a relevant point to make now. Other people have been making it. You know, I'm, I'm not some genius for making this point, but it has to be made. Do you remember when Trump asked for the $5 billion for the border wall funding? You remember that? That's right. Oh, I was what? Uh, end of 2018, I, I want to say. And then the Democrats shut down did a partial shutdown of the government. You know, when the Republicans shut down the government, oh, it's the end of the world, end of the world. Oh, we just can't survive, you know, government shutdown. Well, the Democrats shut it down, 2018 into 2019. It was the longest shutdown, I think, in American history because the Democrats wouldn't give Trump the $5 billion he wanted in the uh, in his um, uh, spending bill he, they wouldn't give him five billion is one was what he wanted for the for the border wall. so we couldn't come up with five billion all oh, the Democrats said no 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 this is a amoral amor immoral this 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 wall it's unnecessary but 33 billion is necessary on top of that 13.6 billion that's necessary to send to Ukraine. That's not our country but we can't send five billion down to build a wall and we know why they didn't want it because we're seeing it right now. We're seeing it right now. it is out of control. Out of control. We have an invasion of the border. It gets worse and worse by the day, and that's all by design. That's intentional. The New York Times, by the way, they're trying to poo-poo. They're out there, you know, the uh, the, the the you know the propagandist outfit. I mean, they, they, you know now now DHS is going to set up. I'll get to it in a minute. This this uh, what are they calling it? I don't know. Let's just call it what it is. You know, their Orwellian minister Ministry of Truth here, but they've already got that. They've got it in the media. They've got it in the New York Times. Everywhere you look, the, the the former mainstream media, that crap, it's all propaganda. It's all a ministry of lies there. But that's not good enough because no one's paying attention. I mean, Joy Reid just has her had her lowest ratings, I think, ever come out. Nobody's watching her. You know, that's the thing. People are tuning out the liars. They're sick of the left. They're not getting away with this anymore. So now they've got to up the ante. Now they've got to shut down the places that people are going to, like my show, other shows, to get truth. They don't want it out there anymore. But anyway, back to this $33 billion Biden wants to send to support Ukraine through September. You know, the leftists, what did we just hear? They attacked Elon Musk, right? When he wanted to spend $43 billion of his own dollars, private money, to buy Twitter, oh, he could have ended world hunger. He could have ended world hunger with that $43 billion. You know, if giving away money solved individual Americans' problems, all the world's problems we'd be uh you know, they'd be solved. We'd be living in utopia. How about the war on poverty? Anybody remember the war on poverty? We spent over $22 trillion since the Johnson administration announced the war on poverty. We spent over $22 trillion when adjusted for inflation. Welfare begets more welfare. Fifty years of this crap or more now. But January 1964. Johnson, this administration today, here and now, declares unconditional war on poverty in America. That's what he said in his State of the Union in January 1964. And since then, $22 trillion in welfare on anti-poverty programs. We haven't made a dent. We have not made a dent in poverty. And that $22 trillion, by the way, doesn't even include Social Security and Medicare. I mean, the poverty rates. War on poverty. $22 trillion, right? Right? And the poverty rate's the same as it was since 1967, three years after the war on poverty began. The government can't solve anything. All they can do is create problems, exacerbate problems, ruin things, steal from us, spread the wealth, give it to people who don't know how to use it. It's like these people that win the lottery. $100 million, they win the lottery, and then they squander it. They squander it because they don't have any understanding. They don't, they're, not, they're irresponsible. you got to teach responsibility. You've got to teach principle, values that's how you solve these problems. Don't make victims. Welfare creates more victims, keeps people as victims. $22 trillion on this crap. And what, what comes to mind, by the way, when you think of poverty? Squalor, dirt floors, no air conditioning, no water, starvation, Right, right? Someone who's living in poverty in the United States, what do you think that looks like? Do you know that 80% of the poor households, that's designated by the U.S. government, those who are in the poverty line, make X amount of dollars a year. 80% of these poor households have air conditioning. Nearly three quarters of these people, 75% have a car or truck, transportation. 31% of these poor people in America have two or more cars or trucks. Nearly two thirds have cable or satellite television. Two thirds have at least one DVD player. And a quarter have two or more. Now DVD players are going out of style, out of vogue. You don't need them anymore. Now they just do it on their TV. So they got that taken care of still. But half have a personal computer, that's 50%. One in seven have two or more computers. Poor people with computers. More than half, 50%, more than 50% of poor families with children, they have a video game system, like an Xbox, like a PlayStation, like a Game Boy, all that stuff. 50% of these poor people, their children have video game systems. 43% have internet access. 40% have a widescreen plasma or LCD TV. A quarter, 25%, have a digital video recorder system like a TiVo so they can record their shows. 92% of poor households have a microwave. You know, the poor in America live like kings and queens compared to the rest of the world. And the way, I mean, they enjoy the highest quality of life, the highest quality of life, the richest people in past previous historical moments throughout the world could never have dreamed of living like the poor in America. The poor in America. We, we, we have raised such ungrateful people that have no perspective, and that's what the Democrats want more of. You know what this is about? You know, this Orwellian stuff, you know? They want reality just to exist between your ears. They don't want it to actually be what's really real, what you observe with your own eyes, what you observe with your own experience. No, it's just living in your head, in your head, inventing this fake reality in your brain that is absolutely contrary to what's actually happening. That's what all this is about. That's what this is about. But, you know, now Now I'll get to the Ministry of Truth here in a second. But anyway, I, I, I'm just sick of this, you know. The Dems just want to spend more and more and more money. They're, they're asking, by the way, do you know, for more COVID funding? $22.5 billion they want now in COVID funding. For what? How does this $22.5 billion address COVID? Can someone explain that to me? COVID's never ended. We need $22.5 billion to address COVID now? Give me a break give me a break. You know, Biden, this is why they're establishing this DHS ministry of deceit. Biden was just out there the other day. I don't know, yesterday. Maybe it was today. I don't know. He's always out there putting his foot in his mouth. He's always out there lying. He's, he said He said in a press conference or whatever it was, I think what you're seeing is enormous growth in the country. Really? Really? So Joe Biden is saying We're seeing enormous growth in the country. And yet the first quarter GDP, growth domestic product, is pointing to another recession. That's right. The U.S. economy shrunk by 1.4% in the first quarter of this year. That's the first contraction since we shut down the economy back in March of 2020. Biden's saying this is growth and we have contraction. This is a recession, by the way. Now, it's not. Technically, I know. I know what the definition of a recession is. But you know what? If this happens next quarter, it will officially be a recession. We're in a recession right now. We're just not admitting it yet. That's the reality. Do you think we're going to get out of this under the Biden administration and the policies that have dragged us to this point to begin with? Of course not. So we're there. We're in a recession. We're in a recession. We just can't call it that because we're waiting on the next quarter numbers to come on, come in, and tell us that. But we know we're there. But the New York Times propagandists, Ministry of Deceit there. GDP report shows the economy shrank, masking a broader recovery. Masking a broader recovery. You know what they point to every time for this recovery, by the way? Well, they shut down the economy, right? They told people they could no longer go to work. And so all of a sudden you had, you know, millions and millions of people unemployed, out of jobs, no jobs. And then, they said, okay, you can go back to work. And they said, look, look at all the jobs we created. You didn't create a single job. But that's the only talking point they have, and it's a lie, a bold-faced lie. Inflation is at a 40-year high. Gas prices at a record high. Energy costs through the roof. Everything is going up. But don't worry, don't worry. We aren't in a recession. We aren't in a re- recession, not technically. Not technically. Now, let's talk about Biden's new ministry of truth. You know, this is straight out of Orwell's 1984. Welcome to 1984 in America. We are living the dystopian world that Orwell wrote about in fiction. What a prophet. I am, honestly, I'm so impressed and amazed by these, these, these people. These like They're like prophets. George Orwell's like a prophet, understood tyrants. And here we are experiencing it today. But we want to be told, the Democrats want to tell us, no, no, don't, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Ignore what you're seeing and experiencing. Just listen to us shape your reality. So they're calling this a disinformation board. Disinformation board. They they ruin the language. They play with the language. They're so nefarious, these people. Disinformation board. Wait till I tell you who's leading this. You know who? Actually, I'll tell you now. You know who's going to oversee this board? Who was appointed? Who's going to be the new czar? The czar of this newly established disinformation board? Her name is Nina I don't know how you pronounce her name. I don't care. Jankowicz. Nina Jankowicz. Now, Jankowicz is perfect for this job because, like Goebbels, she's a very efficient liar. I I am surprised. You know, if Jin Saki, maybe she wasn't available for this position. I mean, I wonder if Jin Saki wishes she could have been the Nina Jankowicz. She would be perfect. She's been practicing this every day almost when she wasn't back there meeting with MSNBC and NBC and all the rest, CNN, whoever they were, to negotiate this deal uh, to get her a position as an anchor. But she was perfect for this. But I guess she was taken. She already took the job at MSNBC. Maybe maybe the government couldn't compete. They couldn't pay her what MSNBC is going to pay her. So they went with Nina Jankowitz instead. Now, she called the Hunter Laptop a Trump campaign product. Interesting, huh? Very nonpartisan here, this disinformation board czar. She told NPR that she shudders to think about more free speech on social media platforms. This was in response, of course, to Elon Musk buying Twitter. She praised Christopher Steele, the author of the Steele dossier, which was a pile of steaming you-know-what. So this is who's on there. So now they're establishing this disinformation board. They're doing this via the Department of Homeland Security. And the HHS secretary, of course, is uh, Mayorkas. And uh, I'm going to tell you what this is about right now. This is about the 2022 midterms. They haven't even been secretive about it. This is about weaponizing. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You know, you know, remember when we talk about the Zuck bucks? You know, Zuckerberg, he spent all those hundreds of millions of dollars to interfere in the 2020 election, give money to Democrats, give money to Democrat election boards and so on and so forth to help cheat and steal the 2020 election. Well, now, they're not going to use Zucker, Zuck Bucks. They're not going the private route. They're going to use funding through the DHS, our taxpayer dollars, to try and steal the 2022 election, 2022 midterms. That's what they're going to do. Now they're using, that's what this, That's exactly what's happening. orcus has said, by the way, he said the focus of this board, this board's duty, you know what it is? It's to stop the spread of misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. That's right. So, like, things like, you know, um, The Hunter Biden laptop is real, you know, misinformation, you know, things like, well, the economy sucks and it's because of Joe Biden, no, that's misinformation, Uh, you know, like energy prices are through the, no, that's misinformation, you know, this is it, they want, they want, they want to, well, they're targeting the minority community, I'll get into that more in a minute, but, you know, Spanish-speaking voters, specifically, But, uh, oh, here's the Nina, 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 Nina liar Jenkowitz. Here's her quote, exact quote. I shudder to think about if free speech absolutists were taking over more platforms, what that would look like for the marginalized communities, which are already shouldering disproportionate amounts of this abuse. So here they go through the back door. You know, they've got to justify the creation of this misinformation board somehow, right? So, you know, oh, it's about the marginalized communities. We're trying to help people with this board, you know. And how condescending, how disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 abused by this dangerous Republican misinformation, you know. But it's sick because they're targeting people who I, I, let's be honest. The people they're targeting are not the most intelligent people in society. They're not the most educated. You know, they've given up on those people. I'm telling you right now. They, they are just desperately trying to target the communities that they think they can take advantage of and who are stupid enough to buy their propaganda. That's what this is about. So they're focusing on brown people specifically, which is so insulting. And this is the reason they're doing it. We know that the Hispanic community, it's, it's bad for the Democrats. The Hispanics are fleeing the Democrat Party. They want nothing to do with him. Even in the border towns, they're here to get a better life. I've talked about this before. The Hispanic community, they're here to better themselves. And they see this influx of crime these cartels these illegals coming in and taking their jobs taking the American dream that they came here to seek for themselves away from them and they know the Democrats are responsible so they want to change the narrative this is a ruse a ruse to use our taxpayer dollars to interfere in the 2022 midterm elections that's what it's about now you know Underwood who is it? What's what's his exact position here? So I'm reading through this article here because, you know, uh, much of this information came out during hearing before the House Appropri- Appropriations Subcommittee on Homeland Security, talking about the 2023 budget request. So Democrat out of Ohio, Congresswoman, I guess, uh, Representative, yeah, Lauren Underwood. So she's out there saying disinformation is a huge threat to our homeland. Now it's not a huge threat to our homeland. Not the, not the truths. You know, here's the here's the problem. We got to play with these word games and get our heads screwed on straight here with all this confusion for them. Disinformation is a huge threat to our homeland. No, no, no. Truth is a huge threat to the Democratic Party. Democrat disinformation and lies are, in fact, a huge threat to our homeland, but they're gaslighting and they're suggesting that anything that is negative in terms of... uh. Uh, condemning the Democrats, that information which is truthful, which shows them as the miscreants that they are, well, oh, okay, we got to get rid of that. So uh, Mayorkas, he noted that it's a concern of hers at the border with human smuggling organizations peddling misinformation to exploit vulnerable migrants. Do you see what they're doing? This, the, You know, here's the thing. It's, ah, these sick people are establishing this board of misinformation under the false pretense that they want to defend vulnerable migrants from misinformation that I guess human smuggling organizations are peddling. That's the ruse. That's the guys. They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes to justify the creation of this and give it a some kind of justifiable reason for existing that is not why they're creating it. So here we go. They go. A newer trend that we saw in the 2020 election and already in the 2022 midterms is that disinformation is being heavily targeted at Spanish-speaking voters, sparking and fueling conspiracy theories. They think they can get and save their ASSs via the Hispanic the Spanish speaking community, the voters out there. So they're going to target them and use our taxpayer dollars to go and and engage in this full-throated propagandist effort to get them to vote for Democrats in the midterms. That's what's happening. DHS and its components, Underwood said to Mayorkas, "DHS and its components play a big role in addressing myths and disinformation in Spanish and other languages." So Mayorkas said that They have a number of different offices engaged in this critical effort. Um, Political Playbook reported that DHS is standing up a new disinformation governance board to coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security focused specifically on irregular migration and Russia. What does that even mean? That's the point. It doesn't mean anything. It's a bunch of hooey, a bunch of baloney, a bunch of fancy words, a word salad. Once again... To keep our eye off of their real mission, which is to control speech in America. You know, I want to move on here. I want to find this. 1984 in America. Big Brothers watching you. Let's revisit this brilliant work by George Orwell. Winston, right? He's the protagonist. He works for the Ministry of Truth. And the things that they said, war is peace, right? Also, two plus two equals five. Freedom is slavery. Where have we heard something similar? Robert Reich and Democrats are out there saying that freedom is tyranny, ignorance is strength. And here's what uh, one of the one of the one of my favorite passages from the book. And when memory failed and written records were falsified, when that happened, the claim of the party to have improved the conditions of human life had got to be accepted because there did not exist and never again could exist any standard against which it could be tested. They've got to eradicate any availability of real history, real truth out here. We see this with the, the, the destruction of, uh, of statues, the bastardization of American history, the rewriting of what American history is. They don't want us to remember how good things were under Trump. They try and keep that from our minds to accept our current station in life of misery and so on and so forth under this Democratic Party as being the only thing we know and remember. That's why they promote the new normal, Forget the past. We got to rewrite history because if you can control the mind, you can control the population. So here's another quote from the book that I love. The party, remember, there's only one party in this dystopian novel. One party. And that's what the Democrats want. One party rule. So the party has deliberately set out to weaken people's memories in order to render them unable to challenge what the party claims about the present. That's why they want to, I'm going off now, that's why they want to control the narrative. That's why they hate my podcast. That's why they hate Joe Rogan. That's why they hate Tucker Carlson. Because we remind people of the truth. We give people context and they can't have that. All right, let's go on with the passage. If no one remembers life before the revolution, then no one can say, That the party has failed mankind by forcing people to live in conditions of poverty, filth, ignorance, and hunger. Rather, the party uses rewritten history books and falsified records to prove its good deeds. That's what's happening here. They don't want you to know, for example, to go back. When I was talking about the war on poverty, right, they want to throw money, m- more money at the war on poverty, for example, right? They're always talking about welfare, we've got to improve it, and yet history teaches us what? Welfare begets welfare. It hasn't made a dent in the situation. We've spent over $22 trillion since the war on poverty began, 50 years of this crap, more than 50 years, and we've accomplished nothing. But they don't want you to remember that. They don't want you to remember that. They want to grow the welfare state. Which is contrary to what experience teaches us we should do, which is abandon it. Abandon it. Stop throwing money at it because it doesn't solve it. All right, let's go on here, huh? Oh, my favorite. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. That's the future under the Democratic Party. That's the future under the establishment Republicans. That's the future. Under these tyrannical individuals in our government and throughout our society. Stamping on a human face forever. Like they did during COVID. Stamping on our faces. And they don't want to give that up. So here we go. This is enlightening because everyone thinks this is conspiracy theory. I just This is the thing. Don't be naive. We can't be naive. There are bad people in this world and they want power. You can't understand it because you and me are hardworking people. That's not how we live our lives. We're good and decent moral people. But you don't have to understand Ted Bundy's mind to understand that Ted Bundy is an evil person. You don't have to be a totalitarian dictator to recognize. You don't have to understand their thought process to look at Adolf Hitler and say, that guy's a piece of human excrement. All right. Now, I will tell you the answer to my question, Orwell writes. It is this. Well, he's not writing it, right? This is the protagonist saying this. The party seeks power entirely for its own sake. We are not interested in the good of others. We are interested solely in power, pure power. What pure power means, you will understand presently. We are different from the oligarchies of the past in that we know what we are doing, all the others. Even those who resembled ourselves were cowards and hypocrites. The German Nazis and the Russian communists came very close to us in their methods. But they never had the courage to recognize their own motives. They pretended, perhaps they even believed, that they had seized power unwillingly and for a limited time. And that just around the corner there lay a paradise where human beings would be free and equal. We are not like that. We know that no one ever seizes power with the intention of relinquishing it. Power is not a means. It is an end. One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. The object of persecution is persecution. The object of torture is torture. The object of power is power. Now you begin to understand me. That's right. That's right. They want to make a revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. That's what's going on. This is Drew Allen. I'll be right back. I want to circle back to something real quick. Because I was talking about the American poor living like kings and queens. Okay. That has been true. Because we enjoy the highest standard of living In the entire history of mankind. But who is suffering the most under the Democrat Party policies, Biden policies right now? Well, of course, it's the poor. It's the poor. Those with the cars, those with the air conditioning, those with it. Well, gas prices they can no longer afford. They're becoming desperate. And the Democrats are targeting these poorest people that they have directly victimized with their policies. And they're going to carry out a campaign in Spanish, apparently, too. To try and convince them that only voting for Democrats can save them. That's why they want to control the flow of truth out there. They don't want these victim, these true victims, the true poor that are suffering because of Democrats. They don't want them to learn. They don't want them to blame the Democrat Party. And so the Democrats want to get in there ahead of the 2022 midterms and make sure that they can't be told the things that I'm saying right now that your life can only improve if the Democrat Party ceases to exist. If these people who are implementing these policies that are directly responsible for making gas prices unaffordable for you, heating and air conditioning bills unaffordable for you, who are taking away your security, who are threatening your communities with dangerous criminal activity, the flow of drugs, the cartels, well, they don't want them to know that. They want to get in there, get ahead of it, Stop that information from coming in there and they want to come in there with their Spanish language, taxpayer-funded propaganda to convince these people. No, 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 it's not the Democrats' fault. It's Republicans' fault. Don't vote for Republicans. They want to make you suffer further. That's what's going on here. And it's outrageous how they're weaponizing, weaponizing, well, using taxpayer dollars to do this, to fund their campaign, to fund their party, to fund their propaganda because people aren't watching Listening to Joy Reid, Jim Acosta, the liars out there, Jake Tapper, they're not watching CNN, CNN Plus is no longer in existence because people aren't watching it and listening to it. So now, because they have to face the reality that people are getting truth and not listening to these liars anymore, well, now they've got to shut off free speech. That's what is going on. They've overplayed their hand and now they're recalibrating, now they're reassessing, they're strategizing. And they realize their only way to have success, their only way to remain in power or retain any power as a political party in America is to stop people from listening to people who are telling them what's going on. They need to keep people ignorant. Ignorant. That's the point. But I want to get into some other things going on here. You know, the Democrats out there, it's amazing how they... This is this false reality, right? I mean, how they misconstrue narratives, create these heroes that are actually villains. I mean, they did it with George Floyd, erecting monuments to these types of people while they tear down monuments of great Americans. Abraham Lincoln is bad. George Floyd is a hero. Well, I've got a story here. It's a BizPack review, I think. There was a meeting in Kenosha. Now, Kenosha, of course, is where the riots took place and Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shot three people, killed two in self-defense. Now, a group of leftists, all right. Anthony Huber was one of the men who was shot and killed by Kyle Rittenhouse in self-defense. Now, Anthony Huber was a absolute, uh, well, what Hillary Clinton would describe as a deplorable, except he actually fit the definition. Um, now, Huber, uh, he, he's the one who took a skateboard to um, Kyle Rittenhouse's head, was beating him. And that's when Kyle Rittenhouse fired his weapon to defend himself. Uh, Huber was an abusive person. He he kicked his sister. He lived a life of violence and crime. He was one of the ones who was contributing to the rioting and looting. And, um, this guy Huber, they're trying to the 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 the, the leftist activists out there. I'll just read the story. So, a um a conservative act conservative activists. All right, they interrupted this Kenosha meeting. Uh, because they were trying to memorialize, memorialize Huber, the miscreant. So they're there trying to get something. I'll I'll just read the outraged. So this outraged Mathewson, he, Kevin Matthewson's the guy who was there saying, "What the heck's going on? Well, none of this." So they wanted a a memorial of Huber to be installed at Kenosha's Anderson Park. Now this, uh, I believe, was proposed by Hannah Giddings, who was Huber's girlfriend. All right. And Matthewson was upset, of course, because he's saying, no, 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 this is ridiculous. Huber was not a victim. He was a violent perpetrator who struck Kyle in his head with a skateboard before he was, he was shot. And here's some of Huber's track record, by the way. So he threatened to kill his brother with a six inch long butcher knife. He karate kicked his sister. And this guy's so sick, Huber was, that he reportedly told the police that it wasn't wrong for him to attack his own sister. And so despite Huber's history, um, Kenosha Park's commission, they agreed to consider Giddings, deceased Huber's former girlfriend, well, she made this request during the April 25th hearing, right, to establish this memorial in the park. And so this outraged Matthewson. So he got a bunch of... uh, of um, fellow activists and allies to attend this meeting. And that's what they did. But this meeting went off the rails reportedly when Matthewson and his allies, because they discovered that the commissioners, they wanted to table the proposal. And now tabling a proposal, this is a move that would have kept the proposal alive so that they can revisit it at any time. So the point is this attracted media attention. This is outrageous. So they could table this, bring it up later when people weren't paying attention and get this memorial to go through. And so Matthewson, he was there and he accused the commissioners of 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 meeting behind closed doors and speaking on the phone a phone prior to the meeting to decide their vote. And this was a violation, Matthewson said, of Wisconsin's open meetings law. That's right. Just like Democrats, meetings behind closed doors. That's not how it's supposed to go. And that violated the open meetings law in Wisconsin. So there's, there's this exchange that begins about 21 minutes into the video of the meeting. And Matthewson's there and is accusing um, uh, the, the commissioners, the officials there, of violating the open meeting laws against what they call a walking quorum because they discussed their decision to table the proposal before the meeting. So they know where this is going. They know the media attention. They know this is going to be, you know, uh, invite public outrage and condemnation. So they go and say, well, hey, you know what we can do? Let's just table the proposal table it so we can just come back to it when no one's paying attention and we'll do this later. So Eric Hogard, uh, who chairs the commission, he said he was in favor of tabling the proposal because of this ongoing lawsuit between Kenosha and Huber's family. And he kept slamming his gavel down in response to Matthewson and uh, said Matthewson was misconstruing what happened. So Matthewson claimed that Hogard slammed the gavel with great force multiple times and then tried to clear the room and hold the secret meeting known as the closed session. And Matthewson called him out on it. The whole room, by the way, was speaking out against tabling the proposal. But these people are a bunch of leftist activists quacks, so they don't care what the public wants. So, in according to the article, a room full of taxpayers spoke against the measure, including emails read into the record. Not a single person was in favor of the proposal. Not a single person. The speakers made it clear they wanted the proposal voted down, not delayed. So that's the, the deceit going on. They want it voted down. And these uh, this commission is going back there saying, no, okay, okay, let's not vote this down. Let's not vote this down. Let's table it. So anyway, nonetheless, the commission voted 4-1 to table the proposal, right? So they they've voted to table it. Only one commissioner named Rocco Lamacchia he called for den- denying the proposal outright. So you've got four people out of five there that are a bunch of leftist quacks. And and of course, Matthewson noted that all of these commissioners, well, they've spoken publicly against Kyle Rittenhouse, right? They've bought the lie, told the lie that he was some kind of white supremacist killing black people, even though the three people he shot were white. They've said, they're on the record, they don't, they didn't, think Kyle Rittenhouse should be out there. He's the abuser. All these people were Kyle Rittenhouse's victims. It was terrible that he po- shot these poor, innocent people who were just there protesting police bro- brutality. That's what the commissioners believed. And so he came in there to put a stop to it. So anyway, um, Giddings, by the way, the 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 girlfriend, she, she put this tweet out there on Tuesday and she claimed that she wasn't seeking a public monument per se, but just a simple memorial tree. That's right. Let's memorialize more evil people in America while we condemn those who stand up for what's right and good. I mean, imagine making this request and it being entertained. That's the question here. Making a request to memorialize a convicted criminal who took part in violent riots and tried to kill a 17-year-old kid. This is the society we're living in. And you have these adults entertaining this insanity. They wanted to vote for this. And speaking of uh, of these narratives that are absolutely backwards, how long have we been told? Remember remember recently when they lifted, when that judge intervened out of Florida, the Trump appointee, the 35-year-old woman judge who clerked for uh, Clarence Thomas? And you had the left out there saying, oh, this is going to invite violence, bullying against people that wear masks on planes now. Even as I told you, as, that, as they were making that, that, that uh, uh, prediction, false prediction, MSNBC had somebody on and gave them a platform to tell leftists who are part of the mask cult to bring extra masks on planes and force the people next to them, if they're not wearing masks, to put them on their faces. So Backwards. So backwards, projection, gaslighting. Here's a headline. To my point, a 15-year-old dies by suicide after alleged bullying over VAX status. Parents say toxic school culture partly to blame. So here we go. Another victim of the left. A person is dead from suicide. And I'll read the story. Sit down in a comfortable chair. After being relentlessly bullied over his COVID-19 vaccination status, a 15-year-old boy has died by suicide. And according to his parents, the prestigious Chicago private school he attended failed to do all it could to stop it. So Nate Bronstein is this 15-year-old boy's name. He transferred into the Windy City's exclusive Latin School of Chicago last fall. He's described as smart, funny, but according to his grieving parents, um, the school's toxic culture, they called it, led to him preferring death over facing the cruelty of his classmates. I still can't process it, Nate's mother, Rose Bronstein told CBS2 News. Now, you're not going to hear this in the mainstream media because it doesn't go with the narrative. I'm sorry, lamestream, lying, propagandist media. They're not mainstream anymore because no one watches them. I'm mainstream. Your minister of truth, Drew Thomas Allen here, reporting for duty. So anyway, um, you know, I mean, he, here's the thing. You, you remember Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. You remember after he tried to attack the cop and the cop shot him? In self-defense and Michael Brown died, right? He was trying to uh, to rob a convenience store, I believe. And then the media started talking about what a bright future Michael Brown had. He was going to be a football star and so on and so forth. Well, here you have somebody who's actually a victim of suicide. We should examine and look at what happened to this person, but the media is not going to treat him this way because it doesn't go with the narrative. That's what makes me sick about the media. And that's why no one listens to them anymore. But according to this dad, Robert Bronstein of this kid who committed suicide, his son, He definitely wanted to go to a college that had big time sports. He loved to make people laugh and laugh himself. And so this this school he went to was $40,000 per year. And they put him there because it allowed in-person learning during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, But the Latin school, this lawsuit is claiming, alleges, well, it kept from their parents the extent of the bullying their son was enduring. They didn't know anything about this. And so after one student whose parents are named in the lawsuit spread a rumor that Nate was unvaccinated, the bullying escalated. Who is it that bullies here? And I saw this a mile away, this climate coming. It was the left that was bullying the unvaccinated. I know this because I'm not vaccinated. Thankfully, I'm 35 years old and I wasn't some 15 year old in school with a different mentality, a different maturity level. That succumbs to this. This is tragic. So, a a rumor that was spread by bullies at this school, forty thousand year school, spread a rumor that Nate was unvaccinated, and they started bullying him more. Nate was vaccinated though, but it didn't matter because the rumor alone, rumor alone, brought this bullying against him. And here we go with fake news, right? It doesn't matter what the reality is. It's just like the media, these bullies at the school. They just spread the narrative, get it out there, and it is accepted as fact and truth, even though it's not even true. This kid's in 10th grade. But the worst part about this is the bullying didn't just come from the students. According to the lawsuit, a a teacher told Nate he was going nowhere in life in front of a class. What kind of human beings are teaching our children? Well, we know. there are a bunch of perverts that are objecting to the parental rights legislation out of Florida that passed, right? That prevents any sexual instruction to kindergartners, to third graders. Sick people. What's happened to our society? What happened to this country? So anyway, members of the Junior Varsity basketball team allegedly bullied the boy in a group text message thread and on Snapchat. (laughs) Social media, they want to control uh, misinformation, right? We're getting people killed when we say the vaccine doesn't prevent and and, uh, the contraction and transmission of COVID. But here's the real problem with social media, this bullying culture. So a Snapchat message told Nate, you're a terrible person. Another message, a student encouraged the young boy to kill himself. And Nate reported this bullying to a school administrator, but uh, no students were disciplined. It's okay to bully this kid, was the message. And one month later, after the uh, Nate reported the bullying to a school administrator, Robert Bronstein found his son hanging from a noose in his bathroom shower. Our son would still be alive today if Latin would have done their job and reported to us what had gone on within the school. I don't know. I mean this this is the kind of thing that chokes me up. This is the stuff we have to address. And you know, where do these bullies get the idea from spreading that, you know, bullying somebody because they're claiming somebody's unvaccinated? Well, yeah, I know this, it's parents. I got a friend out here where I live. I got a friend out here where I live who uh, is more of a secret conservative type, good man, has kids, young kids, and he has told me about the situation he, his family, finds themselves in out here around a bunch of uh, uh, limousine libs, a bunch of rich libs, who, for example, won't let this person's kids come over for sleepovers and hang out if the kids aren't vaccinated. That's where it comes from, the parents creating this climate of fear, the parents painting those who are unvaccinated as some kind of lepers, as people that are lower, that they can't socialize with. The parents are to blame for all this. All right, let's end with this story. The Dems are divided on how hard to push Biden agenda amid disaster polls report. So congressional Democrats, they're getting screwed here. Well, not screwed, they're getting what's coming. Do justice in November, schlacking to save the country, hopefully. But they're they're squabbling amongst themselves over how to proceed, right? So Democratic lawmakers, according to The Hill, are growing increasingly pessimistic about scoring a big legislative victory. Oh, man. These people can't accept reality. And are split over whether it makes sense to force so-called messaging votes on the Senate floor to draw contrast with Republicans on key issues. Such as expanded access to childcare, programs to fight climate change and prescription. Let me just give you some advice, Tims. Just just throw in the towel. There's nothing you can do except cheat in the elections to save face. Nothing you can do. You're screwed and you did it to yourselves. So they want to hold these I mean that, I mean this is ridiculous. So, you know they want to do these maneuvers, right? They want to, they want to pass these, they want to promote this legislation, these legislation they want to promote legislation, things along those lines. That pretend that they're going to help the poor, right? So they they want they're they're squabbling about should we should we make a bill and try and pass it that even Democrats aren't going to vote for that's like the Save the Poor People Act, you know? <laughs> and then in the bill, you know, it's it's nothing like it, but you know, it's it's such an absurd bill. You know, it's like oh let's let's propose spending a uh, sixty trillion dollars and give away money to all the poor. You know, let's let's propose a bill that's going to wipe out all of student loans. You know. And it's, it's it's ridiculous and irredeemable, but no one's going to vote for it, but they'll say, well, see? See, Republicans oppose this. Um, so you got some of these radicals on the Democrat Party. They, they, they want to double down, triple down, quadruple down, uh, even if it means the Democrat Party drowns in disapproval. But there are vulnerable Democrats out there in these districts that don't want to do it. And so here's the tension. you got You got these people who think democracy works best if senators have to take a position by voting on proposals, and then you have folks, apparently, who are deeply aware that we have five colleagues in very challenging races, and sh- oh man, you, you got, you got lunatics, and you got lesser lunatics, you got people who, who are retiring, and people who, uh, are staying in there to fight the fight, and go out losing, I, I, I mean, this is crazy, I mean, they're not going to get anything passed, I mean, you got Joe Manchin, I mean, he's not going to do any of this stuff. The Democrats want to propose increases in taxes and things that are going to affect everybody. I mean, this is this is just insane. This is insane. All right, all right. I, I, I don't really care. You know, the Democrats can't save themselves. It's just going to be, they're going to increase the rhetoric. They're going to be, you know, making these outrageous claims. It's just going to get worse and worse from here. We just have to hold on steadfast and uh, pray for 2022 here and take action and get out there and vote. Do make sure you vote. We all have to vote. So, all right, here we go. Um, Here's something that took place that's also outrageous and illuminating about the left, of course. So, uh, a school district uh, engaged in this segregation experiment, all right? They showed this documentary to elementary school students that depicted these graphic images of dead children. So, as part of this experiment that they carried out, this this is a San Antonio, Texas elementary school, Leon Springs, uh, here's what they did. So they carried out a racial social experiment on fifth grade students without parental consent. This is the thing. They're doing all this stuff without parental consent. And that's why they hate libs of TikTok because they show what the teachers are doing. And, and this is, you know, it's, it's students and kids who are on social media consuming this information and they don't want parents to find out about it. Libs of TikTok showed parents, hey, these are teachers in your schools trying to teach your child, encourage them to transition, take puberty blockers. They were doing this in darkness and now it's come to light and they want to put it down. So that's what they did here too. They didn't tell parents about this, this experiment. So as part of the experiment, dark haired students were labeled more privileged while others were deemed not as intelligent. told to clean up after the other children and given names with missing pieces. So they were unable to play properly. Um, So here we go. What do they, what do they do? So, diddly 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 did. let me see if it gets into more detail about what they did here. Um, well, parents deserve answers to why teachers blatantly circumvented their authority by conducting the racial experiment and showing graphic content to fifth grade children. Chris Roy explained in his letter, they have an obligation, you know, to inform parents about what steps you were taking. So, all right, some students were shown this documentary called Four Little Girls, which depicts graphic images of dead black children from the 1963 Alabama church bombing perpetrated by the Ku Klux Klan. I wonder if they told these students that it was Democrats who did this and carried out these murders of dead black children. Do you think they, they, they shared that message? Nah, of course not, of course not. So, uh, one person reported that his daughter was one of the ones who had a difficult time. I mean, you're showing fifth graders? Images of dead black children, and you're not telling parents that you're going to put this gra- these graphic image, it's like showing an X-rated movie to students and not telling them about it. R-rated movies even. I mean, the, 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 these, these schools are indoctrination mills, and they think that the children belong to them and not the parents, and this was a violation of Texas law which prohibits educators from teaching students that one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. And that's what they're teaching. And um, he asked if this documentary with the dead children, black children, uh, if it was district-approved material, if parents were informed uh, because of parental consent. And it wasn't. It wasn't. But this is what you have going on. This is why the teachers' union needs to be absolutely abolished. Abolished, abolished. But this is what you have going on. I I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of these Democrats out there who think this, I mean, they've got their head in the sand. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. And actually, they're ashamed. They're ashamed. They don't want to have conversations about this. They don't want to talk about what's going on. They want to ignore it. And I've never seen anything like it. You know, the engagement of the Democrats, the voters out there when Trump was in office. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing them talk about politics. And now it's 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 crickets. It's crickets. They don't want to address it. They don't want to admit that they made a mistake. All those conversations I had with my former friends that don't want to be friends with me anymore about what a horrible person Trump was, how Joe Biden was was going to be their savior. Joe Biden was better than Trump. And now look what they voted for. They can't, they have they don't have the humility to acknowledge that they made a huge mistake. But that's okay. Many others are waking up, and there's a movement, as I have said, taking place in this country, and it's the likes of which we have never seen. You know, don't believe the media. Ignore the media. Continue listening to those people you trust, like me, the Minister of Truth, and we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through it. it's not it's gonna get worse before it gets better, right? But we are going to get through it because all of us are going to do our part, each of us according to our own abilities and God-given gifts, all right? We all have a part to play in saving this country, and that's our duty, it's our responsibility. So let's keep fighting the fight, my brothers and sisters out there. This is Drew Allen. Thank you for listening to me again. God bless you all, and until next time.